The Productive Woman, Episode 316. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to talk about a few things we can do to make sure that this year ends on a productive note. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 316. This episode is brought to you by Woven and by ShaperMint. If you would like to make better use of your calendar and make it work better for you, check out Woven. Go to woven.com slash podcast slash TPW to try Woven today for free. And I will talk a little bit more about Woven later on in this episode, but right now I want to talk to you about clothes. You know, I don't know about you, but there are times that I don't feel totally comfortable in my clothes. Some of that is the result of honestly carrying more weight than I wish I was. So things don't fit like I want them to. And for those days, I am so happy that I found shapewear from shapermint.com. Shapewear from shapermint smooths you out. It feels comfortable and it helps boost your confidence because when you feel confident, you're empowered. I know that for me, if my clothes fit well and I feel like I look good in them, I'm more at ease and more able to sort of feel like I'm presenting myself confidently. Shapermint helps with that. I can easily find the perfect shapewear for my body because shapermint.com carries all the best products and brands. They have tanks, shorts, bodysuits, and more shapewear for every occasion. And shapewear from Shapermint gives me a polished look and long-lasting comfort no matter what I'm wearing. I really love their leggings because they fit well, they kind of smooth things out, and best of all, they don't ride up and the waistband doesn't roll down, so I don't spend time readjusting things. I also have a pair of their shaper shorts to wear under dresses or pants, making them fit and feel better. And unlike the leading brands that I've tried before, shapewear from Shapermint is super affordable. In fact, it's as much as half the price of some of the other leading brands. And if you aren't in love with your shapewear purchase, you can exchange or return it within 60 days, no questions asked. That's the Shapermint 100% confidence guarantee. Now you can get up to 60 to 70% off shapewear with Shapermint's ongoing discounts and the specials that they run. Plus, right now you can get an extra 10% off your order just for being a listener of the Productive Woman podcast. To get that, you go to shapermint.com slash TPW and use my code TPW. That's shapermint, S-H-A-P-E-R-M-I-N-T, shapermint.com slash TPW and the code TPW to get my exclusive listener added discount of an extra 10% off your order. Once more, that's shapermint.com slash TPW and the code TPW. 
Okay, let's get right into our topic this week. We have, as I'm recording this and as you're listening to it, if you listen to it shortly after it comes out, we have just now entered into the final quarter of this year. So we have a little less than three months left in what has been a pretty unusual year. There are some things we can do in these last three months to end the year well and prepare for a productive new year. And I thought I'd talk about a few of those things that I've been thinking about that might be of interest to you. So number one is evaluate what you've learned from this most extraordinary year and what lessons you can take from it into the new year. You know, many people have said that the events of this year, 2020, have helped clarify what matters most to them. And if that's the case for you, the question then is, how can you emphasize those things in 2021? What has become more clear to you this year about what really matters to you? And what can you plan ahead to to make that more a part of your everyday life in 2021? Also, what things have dropped out of your schedule this year? For a lot of us, a lot of events, things that we typically did or activities we typically participated in kind of had to drop off the schedule for some period of time if they're not still out because of the COVID restrictions and all that sort of thing. And so what we can do in this last quarter of the year is maybe look at those things, those things that we used to spend time and energy on, haven't been able to do for some period of time this year, and think about which ones we want to bring back for the coming year. Be really intentional about that to make sure that our schedule reflects what's important to us and leaves time for thought and for relationships and all of the things that are important to us. For more ideas about using this last quarter of the year to look back Uh, reflect on what you've learned, uh, make a plan for incorporating those lessons into the coming year, you can look at a couple of previous episodes, episode 120, where we talked about a year-end wrap-up. That's something I often talk about or mention in December, but it's certainly not too soon to start that process now. So episode 120 talks about a process for doing that. And episode 170 talked about taking care of future you. What can you do now to take care of yourself, the future you, yourself six months from now? And so those are a couple of episodes that might have some thoughts that would help you in that process in this last quarter of the year to learn the lessons of this year and think about how to apply them to the coming year to make it even better. Number two kind of follows off of that, and that is as we go through this last quarter of the year, and especially before we get into a busy holiday season, maybe take some time to choose a goal for the first quarter of 2021 that really lights you up. Whether it's a professional goal or a personal goal, what is something you want to pursue in the coming year? Something maybe that you've thought about for a while and never taken action on, or maybe something new that's come to mind as a result of events of this year. But a a goal, I'm not talking about a big long list of things, but take some time in this last quarter 
to think about one goal you would like to spend time and energy and attention on in the first quarter of 2021 and work toward accomplishing. And again, whether that's professional or personal, just something that really lights you up, that makes you go, yeah, oh, I want to do that. That is something I'm enthusiastic about. And so choose that and then develop an action plan. Don't wait till after the first of the year, but start working on the plan now, thinking about what are the what are the obstacles that might come up and wh- what will be my plan to overcome those obstacles? What are the resources I need to accomplish that goal? What do I need to learn? And, you know, is there a book I can start reading now or a course online course I can take now to be prepared to dive right in after the first of the year? Uh, are there people I need to talk to or a space I need to set up in my home or my office, whatever that is, but develop uh, an action plan so that you can start pursuing that goal that you're excited about for the coming year. We've talked a lot about goals on this podcast over the years. And so there are a number of episodes that maybe can help if you want some ideas for setting and achieving meaningful goals. You can check out episodes four and uh, 285, which are both about setting goals that matter. Episode 223, we talked about resolutions and goals, kind of what how they interact with each other and how they're different. Episode six, we talked about overcoming obstacles to achieving our goals. And in episode five, long time ago, we talked about a step-by-step process for setting goals. So any of those episodes might have some great uh, tips or ideas to motivate you and get you going on choosing a goal for the first quarter of 2021 that really gets you excited to go after it. The third thing we can do during this final quarter of the year is to begin to clear out the clutter, both physically and digitally and mentally. Uh, just going through our life. And some of us have been doing that kind of during the COVID time when we've been working from home or things have been different for us, but really maybe to to use some of the time in this last quarter of the year to really put some time and energy into clearing the clutter out of your life. And it can be anything from removing apps from your devices that you haven't used this year or in the past six months so that your devices are less, you know, the screens are less cluttered and you can find what you, you know, those apps that you really like, whether it's on your computer, your, your smartphone, your tablet, whatever it is. But if you haven't used it in the last six to 12 months, maybe it's not that important to you. Usually if you, you know, if you remove the app and you decide later you want it, if you've bought it, you can download it again. But in the meantime, clear out that clutter from your devices. Uh, Also use this time to start unsubscribing from email newsletters, YouTube channels, podcasts, uh, anything that you haven't read or watched or listened to for the last three to six months. So you start to clear out your inbox clutter, the things that are coming in. This is something I've really been trying to work at because I get so many emails and I don't want the important emails 
you know, the emails I get from you as a listener or those sorts of things to get lost in emails about, you know, with newsletters or sales offers that I haven't looked at or used in months. So start to unsubscribe from those. Another thing you can do for clearing out the clutter is doing something as simple as spending an hour each week going through your home and your office, removing things that don't serve you. And we've talked about this recently, uh, even uh, a few months ago in episode 277, we talked about 10 things to declutter, but just walk through your house and, and start taking things uh, uh, out of your cupboards, your drawers, your shelves, the whatever it might be that aren't serving you, things that are broken, that are worn and don't make you happy when you use them or don't do the job or remind you of, of bad memories, any of those sorts of things. Start to, to get rid of those. I've always recommended having a box somewhere that is for donations that you can just, as you notice something that you're ready to part with, drop it in that box. And as soon as it's full, put it in your car and take it to the thrift store or whatever donation center you want to use and make liberal use of the trash can for those things that are broken or worn or stained, whether it's clothing or torn books or broken toys of the children's or any of those sorts of things that nobody's going to want, uh, just toss them and start to clear out that clutter. And on the mental side of it, maybe now is a great time to start a journaling habit if you don't have it already. So often our thoughts get kind of muddled up and our brains get get overloaded with all the things we're thinking about, worrying about, stewing about, pondering, considering doing, and starting a habit of doing maybe morning pages like we've talked about before where you just spend, you know, however long it takes to, to write two or three pages of just whatever's on your mind, get all that stuff out of your head onto paper and evaluating whether your thoughts, the things you're thinking about are serving you or, and doing good for you, or maybe not so much and, and, you know, evaluating them that way. But clearing our mental clutter so that we can use our brains for the creative thinking and the problem solving that really helps us move forward in making a life that matters. So that's my number three thing is to clear out that clutter in all ways, physically, mentally, digitally, all, all those places. The fourth thing that came to mind as I was thinking about uh, productive things we can do before this year ends uh, and and this may sound like a strange way to formulate it, but it, it, this is how it, it kind of came to my mind. And that is to guard your heart. Uh, it's been a stressful year, hasn't it? It's There's been so much happening on so many fronts, and a lot of us have a lot of, of stress because of it. We're worrying about uh, those we love and about ourselves, whether it's our health or finances or what's going on in the world around us. And it, it makes it hard to live in any sort of peaceful way and, uh, you know, and make, make a meaningfully productive life when our heart is aching over so many things going on around us. And so I would encourage you as I am trying to remind myself 
to um, to guard your heart. And how did what what does that mean? It it means a lot of different things. For me, it means trying to limit my social media intake because while I love how social media can help me uh, connect with people I care about and and you know share our lives from a distance. There's an awful lot of negativity and anger out there on social media these days, and it does not contribute to a peaceful mind or a happy heart. It doesn't even contribute to a good night's sleep. And so that's one way you can guard your heart is be really thoughtful about when and how much uh, you take in stuff coming in through social media. Second thing would be to focus on gratitude. We talked about this back in episode 270. We talked about gratitude. We've talked about it other times as well. The benefits of gratitude that people who have practices of gratitude are happier and more productive. There's lots of studies that go on about that or have been done about that. And it shows, we talk about some of those in that episode 270. But developing a gratitude practice if you don't have it already. And this is something I personally have to do kind of intentionally when I find myself, my thoughts kind of sinking into negative uh, directions or my heart is aching over the hard times that people are going through or that we're experiencing intentionally choosing to be grateful, to look for things to be grateful for, and to write those things down and remind them, rehearse them to myself, so to speak. I encourage you to do that. Uh, Also, uh, choose forgiveness. As I mentioned before, there's so much anger out there, and so many hurtful things are being said and done, even among people who who care care about each other, as well as just random strangers on social media. But we can choose to forgive those people that do hurtful things to us. Doesn't mean that we, you know, open ourselves up to let them do it again but we can choose to forgive and let those things go and not dwell on them. And that is good for our heart. To me, that is part of guarding your heart. And if you want to be, you know, to have a meaningfully productive and peaceful life, I think that's a big part of it. So, you know, making a practice of that, developing that discipline in the last quarter of this year can help end the year on a productive note and get you started in the new year in a very positive way. Managing our minds is probably the most important thing we can do. And so for more thoughts on that, uh, you know, this sort of guarding your heart thing and, and managing our minds, you can check out our Mindset Matters series that we did a, a while back. Uh, for instance, episode 108, we talked about productive attitudes. Episode 112, we talked about productive beliefs. And in episode 225, we had a conversation with Natalie Ekdahl on mindset management that I thought was really good. And we mentioned the book that she wrote on that topic. So that might be a great resource to start with. So guard your heart as a means to having a productive year end. Number five would be take care of yourself. Uh, I was having a conversation with someone recently uh, who is a you know devoted mother and wife and doing lots of important things and and uh, when I talked about self care, she sort of offhandedly said, "Well, 
you know, I, I, it's important to me to, to take care of other people. I don't really think about taking care of myself in that way. I, my time and my energy and my attention are spent on the people I care about. Well, that's important, but we have to take care of ourselves. It's part of, um, making sure we are physically, mentally, and emotionally strong so that we can do the things that are important to us. So take care of yourself in these last months, physically, you know, eat well, eat the right things that are healthy for your body, drink plenty of water, move your body regularly and figure out ways to get adequate sleep. Take care of yourself emotionally. And that has to do with connections with other people, who are important to us. And we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, limiting negative input, which we've referred to already and balancing that negative input with sources and resources that encourage uplift and inspire you. So whether that's a podcast or an audio book or spending time reading sacred texts that are important to you, but whatever it takes or conversations with people who lift you up and, and encourage you, any of those things are part of taking care of yourself emotionally so that you are in a position to do the productive things that matter to you. I don't think self-care is a waste of time. I don't think it's a break from being productive. I think it is a necessary component of a productive life. If we are not physically, emotionally, spiritually strong, we're not going to be able to present our best selves in the world or accomplish the things that matter most to us. So I encourage you to do that. We've talked about it before in numerous episodes, episode 160, uh, we talked about self-care matters. In episode 117, we we uh, talked about giving yourself a break and I encourage you to go back and listen to that. If you are one who feels like you need to be working all the time and remember back in episode 184, we had a conversation with Jody Womack on discernment and self-care that was really inspiring. So check those out if you want a little motivation to take care of yourself. And finally, the, there are lots of other things we could do in this last quarter, productive things that we could do to end the year well and get ready for a great new year. But the last one that I have on this list is to nurture connections with other people, whether the, they are those you live with or those outside your household. I think this year, many of us have felt isolated due to COVID restrictions, working from home even angry differences of opinion about events and issues this year, all sorts of things have led to a lot of us feeling very isolated and alone. But as Brene Brown has told us in her books, we are wired for connection. That's the way she put it. We as human beings are set up to need connection. Even those of us who are introverts and recharge by alone time, we still need connection with other people. And so I encourage you in these last uh, three months of, of this year to find ways to nurture those connections, both with the people you live with who maybe you're all tired of each other uh, because you've spent more time 
in each other's presence, but maybe, maybe that uh, has not been the most nurturing kind of relationship. Some, for some of us it is, but for some, maybe you've kind of started to get on each other's nerves. And so find ways to nurture those connections and strengthen them. And with those who are outside your household, who maybe you haven't seen as much this year, find ways to interact with others, whether in person or virtually, you can get together and still in, in ways to, you know, nurture those important connections and still social distance. Uh, and you can do that in person. You can do it virtually. In fact, I had a recent suggestion from a listener, Julietta, who sent me an email about some other things. And she mentioned something that I hadn't heard of before, but I thought it was great. And I wanted to uh, share a little bit of this. She says, uh, she said in her email, I wanted to share with you and your listeners something that has worked for me in keeping in touch with family members with differing schedules, and that is the Marco Polo app. And I will put a link, I looked it up, and I, I will put a link in the show notes to this. Uh, Julieta says, it's been helpful for me since I live in a different time zone from many of my loved ones. My younger sister and many of our friends have started to become parents for the first time or have small children, so our schedules are not easy to line up. With the Marco Polo app, we leave videos for each other, similar to voicemail, but in a video format, uh, so they can trade those back and forth. And then she says, on the rare occasion that we're using the app at the same time, the app makes us aware of each other's presence and we can uh, live record videos for each other or choose to move on to FaceTime or a phone call to, to chat. Uh, she says, children seem to grow up so fast. I'm happy to see them every day and not feel like I'm missing out because of the distance, the pandemic, and difficulty in scheduling time to FaceTime or Zoom chat. Uh, she says, I don't want to come across as an advertiser for Marco Polo, but just share that I've added this tool for keeping in touch over long distance, and it has really made a difference. We share videos of us working on new recipes, workout updates, or other everyday things we don't necessarily want to make part of the larger internet world. The videos don't disappear after you've viewed them unless you choose to delete them. So I, I just thought that was a great idea and something I, I think might be fun to check out and maybe start using, say, with my grown kids who live far away, where we can uh, send these video messages back and forth. So uh, on the topic of nurturing those relationships, find ways, first of all, to interact with others, whether in person or virtually. Uh, practice radical kindness. Even those we live with, uh, who we maybe we've started to get on each other's nerves, it's a good time to remember, especially going into the holiday season, uh, to be kind to each other and be, you know, especially kind. Look for opportunities to, for lack of a better phrase, bless other people, including those people we live with. Uh, listen in conversations. Uh, Try to listen to understand rather than to refute, especially those we disagree with. And whether that's a, a conversation on social media or in person, uh, people have strong opinions these days about a lot of things. And it's easy for those conversations to get pretty heated and angry and, and shed a lot more heat than light. But if we learn to listen to understand rather than just listening to find ways to refute what the other person is saying, 
we can nurture the relationship. We can maybe learn something new and we can show that we care by being willing to do that. Uh, you can find more thoughts on relationships and the importance of them in this, in making a meaningfully productive life in episode 177, where we talked about relationships and productivity and episode 289, where we talked about friends, mentors, and a life that matters. So those are uh, six things that I've thought about that we can do during this last quarter of the year to end the year on a productive note and prepare for a great new year. Evaluate what you've learned from this year and what lessons you will take from it into the new year. Number two, choose a goal for the first quarter of the new year that really lights you up. Number three, clear out the clutter physically, digitally, mentally, and in all other places. Number four, guard your heart. Number five, take care of yourself. And number six, nurture connections with other people. That Those connections that feed you and that make life meaningful. Those are my thoughts. I wonder... Maybe if you've thought about what you're going to do with the last quarter of this year as things wind down on this unusual and and really, in so many ways, extraordinary year, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. What actions will you take to be sure this year ends on a productive note? Uh, Share your ideas about that, your questions, your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 316, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, I'd love to have this conversation with you there. We can, we can share ideas about how to do any of the things that I suggested or other suggestions you might have for ending the year well. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. As we wrap up the year or go into this last quarter, I don't want to rush things too much, but um, one thing you could do for me that I would appreciate would be to help spread the word about the Productive Woman podcast and the community. If you get value from this podcast uh, and if you think of others who maybe would enjoy it as well, I'd appreciate if you'd tell them about it. You can simply tell them, hey, check out this podcast that I listen to. A lot of people find podcasts by word of mouth. And so a recommendation from someone they trust would go a long way. You can also share any particular episode by going to uh, to the post for that page. So for instance, this one, it's at theproductivewoman.com slash 316. And on that page on the website, there are social sharing buttons. So you can share a link to the episode on your Facebook page or profile or through Twitter or various other ways. And you can also leave a review in, for instance, in Apple podcasts, if that's where you listen to podcasts. And sometimes that helps people find it. I do want to say a special thank you to Wendy from the United States who recently left a really nice five-star review saying, uh, saying this, 
She said, I recommend her podcasts to any students, especially high school and college students. I'm a college student myself, and I found her Getting Back on Track podcast very helpful as I'm struggling with 18 credit hours my first semester, along with other projects to prepare for my career. I'm grateful for what she's done for the community by making the podcast, and I look forward to listening to more of her podcasts in the future. And thank you so much for that, Wendy. Uh, that was very encouraging to me to hear that a college student like you is is finding value in this podcast. So thank you so much for that. Uh, and anyone else who wants to leave a review and uh, share their thoughts about the podcast, I would appreciate that as well. Before we go, I do want to mention just briefly a, a couple of things about our other sponsor for this episode, and that is Woven. You know, time is the most valuable asset we have, but the tools we have to manage time don't always work for us. And uh, particularly our calendars, it's easy to feel out of control when we have tons and tons of activities and events and commitments. And even then often with the, the digital calendars that we use, we need, you know, add-ons to help it do the things we need it to do. And Woven was created to build into that digital calendar all the things that you need, syncing among your devices, scheduling with other people, even analytics, all in one place so you can own your schedule and make time for what matters most to you. So Woven allows you to sync your Google and Microsoft accounts all in one place so you can see everything. Uh, you can get powerful scheduling tools that are built in for free as part of the service with personalized scheduling links, published office hours, even group polls to help you find a time that works for everybody. Uh, you can rapidly time block your week and protect your time with smart templates and so much more. Woven is very easy to get set up and get started. They even offer tutorials to help you get the most of it as a tool. So if you're having trouble with the digital calendar that you're using and making it work for you, you can try Woven today for free by going to woven.com slash podcast slash TPW. That's woven.com, W-O-V-E-N, woven.com slash podcast slash TPW to try out Woven for free. And remember, if you're interested in quality shapewear at good prices, don't forget Shapermint's offer. You can get an extra 10% off your order just for being a listener of this podcast by going to shapermint.com slash TPW and using the code TPW. That's shapermint, S-H-A-P-E-R-M-I-N-T, shapermint.com slash TPW code TPW to get that exclusive listener added discount of an extra 10% off your order. And thank you to Woven and Shapermint for supporting the productive woman. And that is it for this episode of the productive woman. As always, I'm so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. And I look forward to talking with you again very, very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. <laughs>